This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Industry execs VP look for solutions. Pence agrees to raise payment limits and NIH pressed for rapid testing to aid packers. Pence meeting with ag and meatpacking leaders. Vice President Mike Pence will be in Iowa today to meet with a group of food supply chain CEOs, agriculture leaders, and government officials. The meeting this afternoon at the headquarters of the Hy-Vee supermarket chain in West Des Moines is expected to focus on possible steps to keep the food supply chain secure. Representatives from Smithfield, Tyson, and American Farm Bureau are among others who have been invited to the meeting, sources tell AgriPulse. By the way... Some Midwestern senators are praising President Donald Trump after saying at a meeting Wednesday he would have the Justice Department investigate the spread between livestock prices and retail meat prices. Trump said, I will ask them to take a very serious look into it because it shouldn't be happening that way. South Dakota GOP Senator Mike Round said he appreciated Trump for, quote, continuing to stand up for our farmers and ranchers. Purdue, payment limits increased on COVID-1. The Trump administration has bowed to concerns from livestock producers and fruit and vegetable growers and will modify the payment limits for the upcoming COVID-19 relief payments, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue said in an interview with Brownfield Ag News. Purdue said USDA had been trying to mimic the payment limits on farm bill commodity programs. But he said he agreed with farm groups that the limits were too low at $125,000 per commodity and $250,000 in total per person. We've adjusted those payment limits and we'll see those when the rules come out, he said. Take note, farm bankruptcy filings were up 23% for the 12-month period that ended in March. That's according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. The 627 Chapter 12 bankruptcy cases filed during the 12-month period were the third most in the last 20 years, behind 743 in 2011 and 632 in 2013. Wisconsin continues to lead the nation with 78 filings during the latest 12-month period. Roberts presses NIH chief on testing for Packers. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts says meat packers need access to rapid COVID-19 tests for their workers so they can get employees back in the plants. Roberts used a hearing of the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee yesterday to ask the director of the National Institutes of Health, Francis Collins, on the need for such tests. Roberts said workers are not returning to work in the numbers that we had hoped. Collins didn't give a timetable, but said the meatpacking situation was a good example of why the government's fast-track testing project, known as RADx, was needed. Having rapid tests available to companies is the only way you're going to identify who the people are who are infected and quickly get them quarantined so they don't spread it to others, Collins said. In the meantime, The United Food and Commercial Workers, which represent many packing plant employees, slammed Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar yesterday for reportedly attributing the meatpacking outbreaks to the workers' home and social situations. 
Without swift action to protect these essential workers, the Wendy's beef shortage will be just the tip of the iceberg of what America's families will face, a union leader said. GOP leaders joined Trump in targeting China. President Trump has made it clear he blames China for the COVID-19 pandemic to the point where he's considering new tariffs as punishment. And now, House Republicans are jumping into the fray with a new task force to investigate China's role. As we learn more about the COVID-19, one thing has become clear. China's cover-up directly led to the crisis. That House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California yesterday. The Communist Party of China hid the seriousness of the disease, led a propaganda campaign blaming the U.S., used their supplies to exert influence, and continued to refuse international experts to investigate what happened. It's unclear if new U.S. tariffs or any other punishment would blow apart the Phase 1 trade deal with China that is responsible for boosting exports of U.S. soybeans, corn, wheat, and beef. But the U.S. ag sector appears to be increasingly wary of upsetting the detente. Keep in mind, China has committed to buying hundreds of thousands of tons of corn and wheat in recent weeks. USDA announced yesterday new sales of 686,000 metric tons of U.S. corn to Chinese buyers. That's twice as much in corn purchases that China made from the U.S. in the entire 2019 calendar year, according to USDA data. Global food prices continue to decline amid pandemic. Food prices worldwide have declined for a third consecutive month because of the ripple effects of the COVID-19 crisis. The FAO food price index averaged 165.5 in April 2020, down 5.7 points or 3.4% from March and the lowest level since January 2019. The biggest declines last month were in sugar, vegetable oil and dairy. Idle aid restricted to farms and businesses. The Small Business Administration has stopped taking applications for its highly popular economic injury disaster loan program from anyone but farms and other agricultural employers. The program offers grants of up to $10,000 as well as low-interest loans. SBA only started taking applications from farms this week. A notice on the SBA website says, at this time, only agricultural business applications will be accepted due to limitations in funding availability and the unprecedented submission of applications already received. Hawley bill to pull out of WTO gets quick resistance. Senator Josh Hawley, a Missouri Republican, proposed legislation yesterday to pull the U.S. out of the World Trade Organization, alleging the international body favors China and hinders U.S. growth. But there's already high-powered opposition of the Senate. International organizations like the WTO have established the rise of China and benefited elites around the globe while hollowing out American industry from small towns to once-thriving urban centers, Hawley said. But Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley was quick to stand in opposition. 
Grassley believes that reforms are needed for the WTO, but a U.S. withdrawal, quote, would only leave a vacuum for China to fill and diminish America's position of strength, that according to a statement from spokesman Michael Zona. Companies report strong farm demand. Farm input giants Corteva and Nutrien reported vastly different results in the first quarter earnings released yesterday, but both said COVID-19 so far hasn't had major impacts on its operations. Corteva AgriScience beat analyst expectations in its quarterly earnings report, reporting $4 billion in net sales, a 16% jump above last year's first quarter and earnings per share at 36 cents. The seed and pesticide company said increased sales were driven in part by favorable planting weather in North America and producers' desire to get corn seed early due to perceived supply concerns from COVID-19. Nutrien reported a $35 million drop in earnings, or $0.12 per share, partly due to lower prices for potash and nitrogen. The first quarter is typically a weaker earnings period for the company, but CEO Chuck Margo said Nutrien is, quote, seeing strong spring demand for all crop inputs and services as farmers make up for last year's weather-related problems. Here's today's He Said It. This is the kind of situation that demands an answer now. That Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts on the need for COVID-19 testing for meatpacking workers. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 8th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.